All right, let's do it. Making plans with the boys. I'm going to hit the town. Okay, 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 Gen X Talks, uh, we are back. Well, not really we, I'm back. Uh, it has been a while since we put out a podcast, but we got three or four of them lined up in a row, so we're going to bombard you. So all through the month of December, you should have a bunch of listening material. But as for right now, um, you got, you're got you stuck with me. This is the first one. We'll knock one out real quick for you, and we're trying a new microphone new computer setup so if this we're trying to still fight and eliminate the mess we got into with bad audio for the first seven eight nine ten episodes uh, we're not very good audio engineers admittedly we are no eric scott williams i can promise you that but uh this one's going to be a quick one just kind of get our feet wet back in the thing again and what i wanted to tell you uh respond to we get a ton of emails. Everybody always asking me, talk about a topic, um, you know, give you guys some ground to, to debate and talk about. And one of the, one of the ones we get a lot of um, is about financial. It's about uh, government and stuff like that. Well, I'm, I'm not a whiz. You know, this whole thing that the kid is doing is called Gen X Talks what a Gen X talks things, just one guy, one dumb mechanic in the middle of the desert. So real quick, I'm going to give you some nuts and bolts stuff on um, not really as much inflation, um, but it'll touch on that at the end. Uh, but minimum wage, that seems to be such a highly contested topic. And it's not difficult it's pretty easy, and I will give you from a very real nuts and bolts point of view and uh, some very real world experiences because I personally know and have had comments uh, and conversations with a politician uh, on the other side of this, and we're friends, and I won't mention their name, um, but at least it'll give you some perspective on what they think too, and it, it's, it's, you know, politicians lie, cheat, and steal. And they admit they lie, cheat, and steal. They're not bashful about it. They just don't say it, you know, on television. So anyway, let me give you a real quick nuts and bolts rundown. If you want to pass this along to someone as an explanation, maybe you're having a hard time telling them how minimum wage affects uh, the basic parts of economy, then you can hand this out. You know, it's a, it's all the stories are made up and all the lies are true. Just ask me, I'll tell you. So let's just jump right into what minimum wage is. And minimum wage is a guaranteed dollar amount that you are going to pay someone to do a job. Now, entry-level jobs when I was growing up as a Gen X kid paid minimum wage, which at the time was $3.35 an hour. If you were a janitor mopping floors and sweeping up walkways, you got minimum wage. 
if you were uh, making fast food, you weren't really a cook. You were just flipping burgers and kind of doing things in a production order. You got usually minimum wage. Um, if you were pumping gas at a gas station, you got minimum wage. Why? Because these were entry-level jobs. You got entry-level wages. You know, nobody expected to get a job at minimum wage and raise a family. That is a brand new topic that uh, idiots have brought up lately called a livable wage. You have to have a livable wage. If I get a job and I'm going to spend 40 hours a week um, working, I deserve a livable wage. Yeah, you can live on that. You know, you can rent a room out of the newspaper and, you know, you can buy groceries. It's a livable wage. But you're not going to buy a house. You're not going to raise a family. You're not going to have a car payment, you know, and afford health insurance on minimum wage. It was never set up to be that way. It shouldn't be that way. The only reason, and I'll, I'll tell you, this is my perspective on this, and this I've never heard this someplace else. This is an original thought from Gen X dad. Um, when the housing market collapsed in 2008, 2009, uh, people lost their houses, they lost their jobs and a lot of people were out of work. And all of a sudden it wasn't just 16 year old kids working at McDonald's. It was 30 year old men. It was 35 year old women who were trying to support their families, trying to save their house, trying to save their car payments. And to be fair, um, they were taking any job they could to survive. And if you're McDonald's, would you rather have a 16-year-old punk-ass kid uh, work in the register, or would you rather have a 30-year-old you know, adult who needs that job to support their family? Which one's going to try harder? Which one's going to give you more effort? Which one's probably got their, their thoughts collected a little bit better? Yeah, probably the adult. So that's how most of those people got into the workforce in their 30s. And so uh, in the minimum wage workforce, it was out of desperation because of the of the climate we lived in. All right, well, fast forward, you know, 10 more years, 15 more years. Here we are. Now, institutions still don't want to hire kids if they can get away with it. They'd rather hire an adult, they got used to it. Adults were doing a good job for minimum wage and they raised minimum wage. Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. But um, then people turned and said, hey, I'm 32 years old and I'm you know, working here at McDonald's and I've been here three years and this isn't a livable wage. I can't afford to raise a family. I should get a wage to raise a family. Well, then you need a different job. There is no possible way a guy who walks around sweeping up a parking lot at the mall should be able to buy a house and a car. And the argument is always feelings. It's always emotions. Well, that person spends 40 hours a week working and he can't afford a house. Well, yeah, that's, that's right. He's just sweeping up flyers out of the mall parking lot. I got you. And no one told him, Hey, come uh, clean up the, uh, the mall parking lot and you can buy a house. That's not how it works. Entry-level jobs are for basically unskilled people to begin learning how to be in the workforce, learning how to be around a boss, learning how to punch a clock. You know, you, you don't get an entry-level job learning things in life and all of a sudden, you know, you're on top of the world. doesn't work like that anywhere else. You don't join a football team and, you know, you start 
the carrying the water buckets around for the players and stacking equipment and saying, hey, you know, I want to be in the team picture holding the football in the center of the photograph, holding the trophy at the end of the year. No, you start at the bottom and work your way up. And as you work your way up, you get more pay and you get more things. No one working at McDonald's is driving a Ferrari. Okay, so that's kind of how we got to, in my opinion, that's kind of how we got to where we're at with people, grown-ups working for minimum wage and uh, why, how they got there and then what they're doing after that. Why, why is that a deal? Why is that even an issue? Now, you can overtalk this, you can overcomplicate this, you can make it a big mess. And there's no reason to, okay? I know people come in with their charts, their graphs, their statistics, their studies, whatever. I'm just telling you how things work on street level. I had a business. I owned an auto repair shop for years. And they would announce a big minimum wage hike, okay? And the general public is kind of stupid, and the media is intentionally stupid on what happens when minimum wage goes up. So let's just say at the local burger joint, minimum wage goes up and the guy's got a corner burger stand, been there for 20 years, family-owned business, and now he has to increase what he pays all of his employees. And it isn't just the increase to the employees. There's increase in workman's comp. There's increase in taxes. It goes up. And do you think that owner is just going to say, wow, I was... I was used to making $6,000 a month profit. Golly, I better get used to only making $5,000 a month profit because my expenses went up. No. He's going to charge 10 more cents for each hamburger. He's going to charge 5 more cents for his sodas. He's going to cut back on employees' hours and shift things around. He's not going to give up and lose his money. It's not how it works. Now, it isn't just him doing that. Just because the local burger joint went up a few few pennies on their burgers, it's guy at the gas station. Minimum wage went up, and he walked in the next morning, and he got out there with his big stick and changed the reader board on the gas prices, and his gas prices went up three cents a gallon. That's just what he did. That people raise their prices. They're not gonna they're not gonna suffer because of that. They're just gonna adjust. They're still going to make their money. You know, they're still going to buy their things and they're going to be able to make their house payments. They're going to do their stuff. But what do they do? They make small adjustments. All right. So if every single person is making a small adjustment, if everything is going up a little bit, what did you really accomplish with your minimum wage? I did. When they made big jumps in minimum wage, and they, the like Obamacare said, you have to mandate uh, that you will pay health insurance for anybody working full-time. Well, what's the first thing we all did? Well, what's the definition of full-time? 32 hours a week, 35 hours a week? Fine, I'll cut my people down to 30. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to suffer all this just because you want to impose something. I'm going to make adjustments and move on. So what did I do? First thing I did was I went in with all these increases in taxes and fees the state was putting on, the federal government was putting on. I just went in and raised my shop labor rate $5 an hour. That's it. I just went in and raised it. I'm not going to think about all this stuff. 
I wasn't going to cut my employees. I wasn't going to do all those things that you, you, you could do. I just raised it $5 an hour. I, that's right. I made the public pay the difference. If the federal government came in and made all these taxes and changes, and they always do that, the politicians go out there, well, we're going to get it from business. We're going to, we're going to stick it to big business, which I wasn't. I was the definition of small business. But they always get out there. The politicians, that's how they get voted. We're going to stick it to the business owners. They can afford it, but they don't afford it. None of us do. None of us. General Electric, I guarantee it didn't affect them at all. They just made some changes and people paid more. That's how it was. Or the employees suffered. A big company like that, they would make cutbacks on employees. So thank you, politicians. Thank you, media. Thank you for running to the aid of the American worker and raising minimum wage. It didn't change anything. The businesses made adjustments. And the people ended up paying for it. I did. Everybody I knew did. Guy owns a hamburger joint down the street. He's a friend of mine. He did. The guy who uh, works on air conditioning and heating out of his van. He made adjustments. He raised his prices a little bit. It didn't change anything. But now pay attention to what else minimum wage does. Now that we've learned about what the basics are, how does that really affect people? Well, let's just keep it simple. Prices go up. Okay. Prices go up, who can afford to pay the new prices? Can you? I did because I gave myself a raise. I gave my shop a raise. I, I just increased my labor $5 an hour and went on with my day, just like everybody else. You know, and people say, oh, you're being selfish. I'm not being selfish. You imposed a tax and a fee on me, and I had made an adjustment. Why is it okay for you to raise prices on me, but I can't raise prices on everybody else? I didn't ask for this. I'm just reacting what you did. We were all getting along just fine. So all the prices go up a little bit. Everything got a little more expensive. And then what? How do old people on a fixed income raise their income level to compensate? Because, you know, inflation brings things up every year a little bit anyway. All right, I got that. But how does a old person on fixed income, my mother-in-law is on a very fixed income. She counts her pennies and dollars at the end of every month, and now everything just got more expensive. She can't go to where she's getting her income and say, hey, I need a little more. Things got more expensive. Now, some, some retirements and some pensions and some things, they do have a cost of living built into it where it goes up a little bit. But we all know that isn't enough to even keep up with inflation, let alone when everybody raises their prices because of minimum wage. So old people, well, they're in trouble. They're stuck. What about young people? What about young people that are working on minimum wage? You just got minimum wage and think you're doing great and everything just went up in price. Everything just went up in price. Now what? Now what do you do? You can't you can't go and ask for more money. You just got a minimum wage increase. Minimum wage increase. You just got more money. So the the young people got more money, but they're spending more money. What about everybody else? What about everybody else in the middle class? 
What about everybody who's just working a nine to five and you're working your job and you're 30 years old, 35 years old, 40 years old, and now everything's going up. Can you walk into your boss and go, hey, uh, I know I'm managing um, the tire center here at Walmart, um, but man, minimum wage went up. All the prices went up. I'm, I'm going to need a little more money. They're not giving it to you. They're not going to give you a raise based on you know the government. They, they've already, they're already, Walmart's tire center's already got to pay their employees, their minimum wage employees more. They're not going to give you any more. They're already angry about, about this mess. So the middle class all of a sudden gets stuck. They can't just walk in. Not, not everybody, some people can, but not everybody can just walk in and ask for more money to compensate for the prices that went up, that went up because minimum wage went up. Yeah, all of a sudden, the real tax, the real brunt of this fell on who? Well, minimum wage uh, impacted middle class, impacted old people. Well, didn't, politicians really didn't tell you all that, did they? No, they left that part out. But that's who it hits. Now, think about another thing minimum wage does. I have a son who worked at a computer store, and he started out, I'm going to use rough numbers here because I can't remember the exact details, but, you know, he started out at $10 an hour and he worked there for three or four years and was really good and tried really hard and worked his way up to twelve fifty an hour and then $13 an hour. And he'd been working three or four years, got himself up to, you know, almost $14 an hour, was doing a really good job. And this kid comes in behind him and the owner says, all right, well, you're going to get minimum wage and you're going to learn. You don't know anything about computers. You're, you know, we're going to teach you and, you know, we'll, we'll get you going here. Well, my son was fine with that until they raised the minimum wage. Now this new guy's making almost as much as my son doesn't know what my son knows. And now my son's starting to feel a little offended going, Hey, why is this guy making almost as much money as me? I've been here, you know, three or four years. I worked for all my raises. He just walks in because the government says we're raising minimum wage, so he gets this much money, and he's making almost as much as me. Well, I want more money. I should be paid more than him by a lot. So it created, you know, some animosity, some strife. Of course, the kid who got the job, the entry-level position, he didn't mind. He's making more money. But it sure offended my son and millions of other people just like him. It wasn't fair. It wasn't like when they imposed minimum wage, they said, all right, everyone's going to $15 an hour and everyone else at your business gets a $2 an hour raise. Well, the government didn't do that. Not only can they not do that, but if they did, can you imagine the effect that would have had we're just we're just talking about inflation going up from from the lowest level from the lowest position having a minimum wage that went up and it's all based on feelings you know it shouldn't be a livable wage where you can raise a family what are you talking about that's that's feeling terminology that's a cares about that an entry level job gets an entry level income and you can live at home or you can rent a room or you can share an apartment. Never was it meant for a brand new guy working at McDonald's to drive a brand new car and have a three bedroom house and a wife and a kid. 
and be able to support them. That is not what those jobs are designed to do. But when you say it on the media, right, when you say it out loud, boy, you sound like a jerk if you don't go along with it. I think there should be a, a, a livable wage. Do you, do you not want this person to have a family? This man has a wife and two children, and he's working 45 hours a week. Shouldn't he be able to feed his family? Wow, when you say it like that, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a complete jerk from my point of view, but it's wrong. How they present the discussion is wrong, and as usual, it's all about feelings. It's not about the nuts and bolts of society on how things really work. It's just to get elected. Just to get elected and people get behind it. And guess what? If there's more poor people, those guys are going to get elected. If there's more poor people, that law is going to go through. It's just how it is. The poor people, yeah, give me, 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 give me. I got you. So how did we arrive at a fair minimum wage. Who came up with that number? And someone at some point had to sit down and go, well, let's pencil this out here. Let's figure this guy makes 40 hours and he can make $15 and he works 40 hours a week and he can take home his taxes when he gets a deduction for two kids. And yeah, this, this, this ought to work right here. Well, what if I'd have been there in the middle of that discussion? What if I had said, okay, you arrived at $15 an hour, or whatever the minimum wage is, and you think that's a fair livable wage. Okay, um, and that gives this man or this woman and this family this much money. What if I'd have been there during that discussion when the government was setting forth these new rules and standards? What if I would have tossed in, you know, some more feelings? Well, I think we should make it sixteen fifty an hour. I mean, don't you want this family, this guy, to take his kids on a vacation once a, once a year? You, you don't think they deserve to be on vacation once a year? If we, if we get sixteen fifty an hour, then the guy can you know, have a vacation. You you don't want him to enjoy the American dream? What are you, what's wrong with you? So they agree to sixteen fifty, let's say. But I'm not done. What if I throw out there and say, listen, um, that's not enough to qualify to buy a house in today's Home loan. Uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac won't back a loan on this. So why don't we go to $20 an hour and then the guy can have, he can own a home. Don't, don't you want him to feel home ownership? Don't you want this guy, this family to, to share in the American dream? What, what do you mean $20 is too high? According to who? You know, if we're just, if we're going to come to a number, let's do it right. I say... In fact, what I say is this guy should be able to afford a new car payment, a house payment, take his kids on vacation. Um, I'd like him to have a nice Christmas. I'm not a heartless person. Um, and all of his family should have cell phones and nice clothes. I, do you want his kids going to school and being made fun of because their clothes aren't as nice as the kid next to him? No. Let's do this right. Let's make these people feel like they're really part of things. Let's Let's make minimum wage $26.50 an hour. Let's cover everything. Let's get it done. Because once a person tells you they believe in minimum wage, and once you ask them what should the minimum wage be, you got them. You got them trapped. 
because they'll tell you a number. Well, I, I, you go to work and you sit in the break room and you talk to one of your friends and they, yeah, I believe men wait, it used to be $15 an hour. Yeah. What does that get you? Well, yeah, a person can do this, 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 and this. Yeah. Well, why can't they go on vacation? Well, come on there. It's a minimum wage job. You don't get to go on vacation. It's a minimum wage job. You know, you don't get to buy a house. It's a minimum wage job. You know, oh, no, 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 no. You guys have made it very clear that a minimum wage job should put you in the middle of society. Let you do everything that everybody could do. It's not fair if they hold you back because of those wages, those nasty capitalist wages. So if minimum wage makes everything go up, a mandatory minimum wage makes everything go up, which it does. It's not complicated. I did it. Everybody I know did it. People across the country I talked to did it. Same thing. Raise my price a little bit. That's how it goes. I don't care if you're what Harvard degree you have. When you're on the nuts and bolts, the ground level, the street level, like the rest of us, we know how this works, okay? We don't care about your charts and graphs and studies. If minimum wage makes prices go up, what would make prices come down? Oh, here comes the people screaming at their radios because they already know where I'm going with this. What if we removed the minimum wage entirely? How does that balance out? Now, to be fair with you, um, and I know I'm going to get lectured by 200,000 people, but I want you to listen because I'm going to be fair about this discussion. Um, I can tell you what minimum wage does increasing because I've lived through it. I've participated. I've been on this planet just over half a century observing. Okay, I do have a point of view, and it's relevant because I was there. I do not have a way to tell you with 100% certainty what removing the minimum wage would do because I haven't lived through that. But I'm going to speculate based on the evidence of minimum wage increases that removing the minimum wage would decrease things. Now, I know the popular thing is, well, you're going to have people, someone at McDonald's, now think about this. Let's just, let's make it simple. Let's not spend an hour on this. Let's say we removed the minimum wage and McDonald's said, okay, we're only paying people uh, at the front counter, flipping burgers and the cash registers, $2.50 an hour. If you don't like it, don't work here. Well, now you think, oh my God, people are going to be, they can't, they can't live on $15 an hour. And you, you expect them because that's what all big companies will do. They'll drop their wages down to $2 and 50 cents an hour. And then how we're going to have all these people working three jobs and living in poverty. Are we, is that how that works? I mean, it's, it's nice to just blurt that out in a conversation, but how many people would actually work at McDonald's for $2 and 50 cents an hour? I mean, would you even consider it? Because you couldn't, you couldn't live on that. I mean, nope, I'm going to go someplace else. Well, all of a sudden, nobody's working in McDonald's. And McDonald's would have to say, okay, all right, $3 an hour. No? Okay, all right, how about five? No? Uh, okay, God, we got to get some people in here to work at McDonald's. We're not making any burgers. Okay, um, $7. Will you guys do it for seven? That's how the balance works. Now, 
what they're supposed to do is lower their prices. Now, I don't, I don't know that they would. Um, let's talk about that too. Let's just say, let's say that scenario played out. Let's say McDonald's and everybody else is now has to compete for people and they're going to lower their prices, right? They're going to have to raise their wages and lower their prices. And don't tell me they don't competitively raise their wages. Don't, don't, don't try to say, well, they won't. They'll just sit there at $2 and 50 cents an hour and you're going to go work there. Really? Look at the COVID situation we're in where nobody wants to go back to work. McDonald's, where I live, are paying people $50 to show up to an interview and offering them top dollar to get them in so their McDonald's stores can stay open. Don't tell me that those big businesses, well, they'll just keep everybody low and in poverty. They don't care. No, I haven't lived through no minimum wage, but I can see what it's doing right now. They are begging people to go to work for these jobs. They are offering incentives. The very thing that I tell you would happen if there was no minimum wage. Yeah, it's true. Or at least I'm guessing it's true based on what I'm living through now and what I've lived through for the past 50 some years. You can see some of it happening. You can see the evidence. Don't don't tell me that it would go another way. You don't know. That's yours is speculation. I'm actually pointing to shit that's going on. Okay. So I had to get some water there. So would they adjust prices afterwards? Yeah, maybe. Maybe McDonald's right now, when they're hiring everybody at all these outrageous wages, maybe they're just going to, once they get everybody stocked, once they get everybody in place, maybe they'll have to increase their prices again. Well, probably happen, but that's the way of the world. That's how it goes. You know, you everyone tells you how things are going to go if you keep doing these things, and oh, you got... A bunch of people on uh, one side of the aisle go, no, you're not listening. It's it's feelings. It's livable wage. It's we got to do this for the American people, for the American dream. And what's happening in Washington, the state of Washington? And now it's happening everywhere. I drove up Interstate 5, and a lot of the fast food restaurants that are right on the I-5 corridor are switching over to automatic menus. Yeah. Those are a fixed expense. They know how much it costs to put them in. They know how much it costs to maintain them. And it eliminates people. Why? People have minimum wages that go up. Machines do not. There are places that just got tired of this whole thing and they are investing in the technology so the government can't come in and change things again. So what happened? They put a huge minimum wage up in Seattle, that area, and now there's less people working in those industries in fast food and whatnot than there was before. It did exactly the opposite of what they promised it would do. Prices went up. The workforce went down. And everyone's scratching their head. No, you were told by people smarter than me. And why? Why did they do it? Well, this is the part I tell you about where I know a politician. I know a guy who actually is part of this. So I sit down one day, I'm talking to him, and I go, listen, man, you know, what, what, what the hell was that big speech you gave 
Last year, you ran around banging the drum, minimum wage and the American worker and livable wage and the American dream. And he laughed and goes, yeah, what about it? I go, well, you're not stupid, okay? I mean, you're dumb because you're a politician, but you're not stupid. You knew that this wasn't going to work. And he looked at me and goes, yeah, but I got elected. I'm, he goes, right now, I'm a hero. And I said, yeah, but it's worse. It's worse right now. He goes, right, but no one blames me for that. I look like the guy who was trying to do the right thing. I look like I was for the people. I said, yeah, well, you got elected, and they helped you pass this law. And he goes, yeah, and because people believe in me, I can pass other laws now too. I said, yeah, but you know, it's, it's kind of a ripped-off move for what you're doing. He goes, it all balances out. Uh, minimum wage goes up, prices go up, and we're no better off, we're no worse off. It all washes out in the end. I said, then why do it? Why, why go through all that? Because there are people you're affecting, like old people and stuff, that, you know, he goes, well, they're just going to have to tighten their belt a little bit. They'll figure it out. The kids will help them out. I mean, he wasn't lying, and he wasn't, he was telling the truth. He says, we say these things to get elected. We know they're not going to be good, but boy, people eat it up. And the media, oh, they crucify you if you're opposed to it. They lavish you with praise when you are endorsing it. And the whole time, everybody knows it's not good. It's not a good idea. And as long as you can keep telling everybody, um, corporation bad, people good, then it's easy to tell these stories and get elected. Simple. We're not talking about you know, in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s where companies were dumping sludge in rivers and drinking water, you know, yeah, corporations bad and evil. We're not talking about people putting coal miners down and breathing black lung dust uh, when they're 14 years old. You know, those, of course, those are bad things and we should stop them and laws need to be put in place for that. Yeah. But they just carried it over to, to now. It's, you know, it's the same thing that every corporation's bad and they have extra money and we're going to go get it. You're not going to go get it. You're not going to make these companies pay any more than they're paying. There's, there's always a way for them to adjust. And you can take away all the tax loopholes and all the incentives, all the stuff that goes along with that, which is another discussion. And even if you took all those away and told the corporation, okay, we've taken away all your, your angles. Now you're going to pay. No, they're not. <laughs> They're just going to raise their prices because you can't stop them from doing that. And that's literally what they want to do in the long run is say, this is how much profit you are allowed to make. We don't feel you need any more profit than this. This is enough for you. You've made enough money and the rest can go back into uh, society. The rest can go back into uh, helping people. Well, you can't, you just, you disincentivize a lot of people when you do that. So that's a tough one to, tough one to sell. So just recap what I'm telling you. Minimum wage goes in place. Prices go up. Those that can increase their own salary, those that can increase their own prices do. Everybody else suffers. No one can say what a fair minimum wage is because you can always make a case for it to be more. And politicians know 
when they when they do this, they know what they're saying. They don't. No, it's not a secret, but they look good, and they know they look good, and the media goes along with it. Now, I'm not saying we should have a revolt and everybody should get rid of the minimum wage, but if we stopped raising the minimum wage, just leave it where it is, let the system balance itself out, and yeah, maybe that would work. Again, I'm not there. I, I, have, I haven't lived through that. I haven't lived through minimum wage stopping where it's at and, and, and leaving it where I'm projecting, I'm guessing from my experience. I know you guys are out there screaming at your car radios and laughing through the corner of your mouth and looking out the window that I'm just a dumb mechanic in the middle of the desert. And what do I know? Well, you're right. What do I know? But I don't live on the internet looking up charts and graphs and studies. Okay. I don't live on the corner of, uh, Ashbury and hate. I'm not a I'm not a student at Berkeley that has this line of thinking that everything is left and nothing is right. I, I'm not. I'm just I am that dumb mechanic in the middle of the desert. But on the ground in the trenches at street level, it's not tough to see. It's just not. So anyway, there you have my two cents. And that's really all it's worth is two cents. And we're coming up on about 40 minutes, and I'm sure that most of you wish you had this 40 minutes of your life back. What a waste of time. But maybe not. Uh, maybe there was uh, uh, some hidden gems in there, and if there is, could you please let me know? Because I didn't see any. <laughs> let me know what it was. All right, so we, like I said, we got about four or five more podcasts we're blowing through. We're going to post them for you guys. I thought I'd put this one out there today uh, because it's been a big gap, and I want you guys to think we forgot about you. We didn't. Um, the music, uh, intro and the out music was from highway down, um, awesome band. And if you like it, you can get their CD on the kids website, along with all those other gear, genxtalks.com. And that's it. I'm not whoring myself out anymore, but I will tell you that, uh, everything I gave you is an honest interpretation of life as I've lived it, which I don't know, ain't worth more than the two cents I just told you, but I'm going to head out. I'm going to catch everybody on the flip side. The music's coming up and Gen X mom and gen z kid will be back along with some special guests in the future episodes everything's going to come out in the next few days it's going to happen it's like in the next week you're going to get dumped on a bunch anyway i gotta go music's up i'm out i will catch all of you on the flip side